the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time for the woke to wake up. All the uh, major professional sports leagues are trying to outdo each other to show how woke they are, especially the NBA. Players are going to be wearing uniforms with social justice messages on the back instead of their names. But there's a problem. Uh, those NBA uniforms are made by slaves. Yeah, slaves. There are too many people out there who think that slavery began and ended here in the United States, but it's been around for thousands of years and is still around in China. And Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri has a message for Nike and the NBA. I want to challenge these major American corporations like Nike, like the NBA, who rely on forced slave labor overseas to make their products. You know, the NBA is a classic example. All of the uniforms that the players wear, so many of them that are endorsed, the product lines endorsed by NBA stars, are made with forced labor in China and elsewhere. Uyghur concentration camps, for instance, help make those Nike uniforms that the NBA wears. They should pledge right now, Nike, the NBA, and all these American corporations, that they will not use forced slave labor. And I would challenge... The NBA, Adam Silver, I would challenge all the endorsers of, of Nike products like LeBron to take a pledge that they will be slave-free, that they will not use in their product lines slave labor. And we've started the hashtag slave-free, and I would, I would challenge all of those corporate leaders, I would challenge all of the endorsers of these products to take this pledge, and if they can't take it because their product lines aren't slave-free, then they need to drop the product line. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on that happening anytime soon. And keep in mind that guys like LeBron James make more money from endorsements than they make from playing. And they get endorsements from companies like Nike who are having their products made by slaves. Do you think LeBron's going to be interested in making reparations to the people who've been forced to make the products that he makes so much money endorsing? Probably not. Uh, coming up in our second half hour, we're going to be talking to an author who's an expert on China about just how bad it is for the slaves making LeBron and other athletes, not just NBA, all over, uh, making other athletes uh, rich, uh, courtesy of Nike. But coming right up after this break, we're going to talk about the stinking media with an expert on the stinking media. Stick around. Uncle Tom is a movie that leftist Democrats don't want you to see, which, of course, is one big reason why you should want to see it. Uh, Uncle Tom stars Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. Now, they all share three things in common. They're courageous, they had a life-changing experience, and they are black conservative Americans. Something else they have in common? Their voices are the ones the leftists don't want you to hear at a time when so many desperately need to hear it. It's their stories of how their lives were changed when they finally figured out the truth. It's the story of black conservatives in their own voice. You can see Uncle Tom now on pay-per-view. Just go to UncleTom.com and download it. The stories that these courageous people have to tell will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. It's a story of redemption and hope. It's the story of America's black conservatives, and it's the truth. See Uncle Tom now. Just go to UncleTom.com. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery 
delivery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies. With everything in our toolkit working for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Stoggerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. This is AM 1250, The Answer. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, in an election year, media coverage is always an interesting subject, and that's why I'm glad to have someone like uh, Jeffrey McCall available to uh, come on and talk about it. He's a media studies professor at DePaul University, writes a column at The Hill. Jeff, thanks for being here again. Always good to have you. Great to be with you, too, John. Thanks. So uh, the the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was the rant that uh, Tucker Carlson went on a couple of nights ago about the New York Times possibly doxing him. I just wonder if you had any thoughts on that, if you saw the rant or have seen it since. Yeah, I did see it when he did it, and I found it quite curious because, uh, as and I think Tucker is right on this, there's no particular journalistic mission that the New York Times would be on to try to discover his location, his residence, uh, because I don't know what the news value of that would be. And particularly interesting, as Tucker reminded us, that it wasn't that long ago when people in what when he lived in a particular place in washington dc that protesters showed up at his house uh... and uh... were on his property and were threatening his wife and family uh... which is why he had to move in the first place so the fact that he's already had to respond to this kind of intimidation once is enough and i'm just i guess i maybe i'm not shocked but i'm disappointed certainly that the new york times is engaging in this kind of uh accessory behavior to uh you know activism or intimidation so i i saw a tweet from the new york times that said we we were not ever going to do that um and we told tucker carlson that i i don't i don't know if they told him that after the fact but uh, um I, I don't think he would take two and a half minutes to end his show if he didn't have a pretty strong feeling that that was about to happen, and he was, it was pretty obvious he was trying to prevent it from happening, it looks like he might have. Yeah, I th- and I'm sure he was skeptical of their motivation, but I-, I guess my point would be, why are you doing an investigation? Why do you have any members of your reporting staff trying to find his current location if th- you're not going to do anything with it? I mean, I guess that, right. that would be my answer, is it almost seems obvious that they had something in mind at the time they were doing that, and they, they may have backed off, and if so, I would I would applaud that, because I think, you know, it, it's, 
it, it's okay <laughs> to admit a mistake and to back off of what seemed to have been a bad bit of reporting judgment. Yeah. Well, it's not like they say, uh, you know, Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, comma, who lives at uh, 1235 Main Street, said today. I mean, wh- right. whoever points out where a subject of the story lives, unless it's uh, pertinent, you know, to the story. And, and in most cases, it would never be pertinent to the story. And I mean, now, I mean no. let's face it, people in politics are prominent people in the media, and that would include even New York Times reporters at a certain point. Uh, are prominent folks, uh, and from time to time, they're going to make people in the public sphere upset with what they're doing. But I certainly don't think you want to empower people to go out and to start trying to go on witch hunts, literal ones, uh, by trying to show up on people's lawns uh, or pounding on their doors or whatever. I mean, in this day and age, people in the public sphere, again, prominent politicians or people in the media, they're already exposed a lot through social media and the kind of harassment that can come through that. Uh, their email mailboxes get filled up, I'm sure. But I think at a certain point, we need to make sure that those people are at least physically protected uh, as much as is possible. Because, I mean, we do yeah, live in a time when, when people will take, you know, crazy actions uh, to try to offend or harass. And again, if people show up on your front lawn, it, you don't know what they're going to do. And sometimes, you know, a spark can send something into craziness that otherwise wouldn't have happened. But even the intimidation factor in this day and age is enough of an incitement that I think this is just really bad policy. Yeah, and, um, you know, if somebody shows up uh, because they saw your address in the New York Times, they're going to show up with a video camera, and they're going to take a picture of that, and then they're going to do whatever they can to make that go viral so that all the wackos know where you live. And then the party's over for everybody. It's, uh, That's right. It's and I mean, and let's face it, you know, and, and we had that situation in St. Louis a couple of weeks ago with the people who showed up on their own front lawn, yeah. on their own property with their firearms. And, you know, mm-hmm. thank heavens, nothing disastrous or, or, or worse, I should say, happened. But, I mean, what if somebody had thrown something or a firecracker had gone off or something like that? That could have been a total disaster for all involved. And I think there's a certain point where the nation just needs to kind of like, you know, calm down a little bit. And, and, and see, that's the problem here is people are not and, – and the media has been, I think, uh, an unfortunate influence in this whole matter because we've moved away from trying to have rational discourse and dialogue and settling things by debate to trying to intimidate and, you know, uh, uh, you know show off um, – and, it's, and in some cases even engage in physical altercations or violence or disruptions. And I'm just thinking that is no way for a civilized society to try to, you know, deal with certain things. And, I mean, our society hinges on and our government was set up to try to settle these kinds of disagreements by public debate and dialogue. And when you have protests and intimidation and rocks being thrown and that sort of thing, all that goes out the window. And... Unfortunately, you see a lot of really partisan media folks out there who are happy to kind of egg on, you know, the, the, the more radical of the elements out there. Uh, and a lot of that comes, you know, with being like sympathetic to the people who tried to shut down Seattle or they're being sympathetic to some of the people in Portland right now. And, and my sense is, uh, I would say, let's, let's find out what the demonstrators in Portland are really upset about. But let's not sympathize with their tactics of throwing things at police. Yeah, and uh, the other thing, and I've said this many times, uh, only half kiddingly, um, that the um, ability for billions of people to have uh, a pocket-sized video camera with them 24 hours a day might be the end of human civilization, beginning of the end. Uh, Because... What you just described there, what you know, the scene that might happen, it also is more likely to happen because someone knows that if they do go, they're gonna they're gonna get video of it, and yeah. um, and it can spread like and, uh, wildfire through the internet, and I mean, not, not that we're videotaping things that were not real, but on the other hand, right. v- video is a is a medium of emotion. And things mm-hmm. take on an entire emotional character just by being videotaped and put on the web and transported through either the Internet or through television or social media or whatever. And that emotion sometimes disrupts people from being able to sit down and think reasonably about things that have happened. Now, I mean, again, 
I'm not saying that what happened in the George Floyd situation was not, you know, a tragedy and a terrible thing that happened. But the fact that that video was across the nation and played many, 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 many times mm-hmm. surely turned up the temperature and distracted from what the real crime was there and the, the disaster that happened at that situation. And it expanded it to like riots on the street and defunding police as opposed to taking certain police officers through the justice, right. justice system, which needs to happen. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what happens, too, is that a video can be edited and you can include or exclude parts of the video to t- make it uh, say what you want it to say. And, um, and that happens, too. But, um, you know, it, 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 you think back to I was around for the, um, for, the, for the mayhem and chaos in the late 60s, yeah. Uh, in 1968, when there were riots on college campuses, I went to Kent State, um, and I try to imagine uh, when you see when you see video of the uh, rioting. I was going to call it demonstrations, but it's rioting in, in in places like Portland. Every single person there is recording it. They're they're, they're everything they do. They're 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 taunting a policeman with one hand, waving something in his face, and with the other hand, they're holding their cell phone in his face. And, and so that, doing, that, that, yes. that didn't happen 50 years ago. You, nobody, yeah, and, brought a, and, nobody thought a picture of it. And they're doing that to create a visual sensation. They're doing right. that to create media moments. And so, as you're suggesting, since everybody has a cell phone capable of recording video, everybody is capable of creating a video moment. And sadly, there are a lot of folks in the public sphere who want to create those, those video moments. And I think as a nation, we need to be careful to think about how much we're making decisions based on video moments versus just hard facts or data or dialogue. And we've certainly become a much more visual society, uh, which I think at a certain point reduces our our, our ability to be a rational society. Well, there there, there was a time when when somebody showed up with a video camera or a film camera way back in the earlier days of TV, um, people started acting like idiots as soon as they saw that there was a camera there. And that would yes, that, all it would take would be one news camera. Now there's a thousand cameras there. It's so a, there are a lot just, of reasons to try to to demonstrate to make a show of things. And you know, you were talking about the late '60s. I grew up in Champaign, Illinois, the home of the University of Illinois. And mm-hmm. the University of Illinois, like many campuses, was you know racked with violence and demonstrations. And this is just one anecdote, but this was something I witnessed. But uh, at the University of Illinois, they were planning a big demonstration. And the people with the bullhorns got, you know, several hundred people outside the National Guard armory there where they were wanting to create a demonst- an anti-military demonstration. Yeah. And they said, everybody get, ra- get rowdy, but the TV cameras will be here soon. Yeah. Yep. And interestingly, the TV camera from the local TV station, the TV crew did not show up. And a half an hour later, everybody just drifted off and nothing ever happened. And now you so, don't I mean, need the TV station. You don't need yeah, but, it. And uh, because you're, you're, you're getting up hands. on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, it, and then the TV, the TV stations pick up what video's been posted on YouTube or on Twitter or whatever, and then they broadcast that as though it's news. And I think that's a really kind of warping of yep. the news agenda-setting process that you've got news organizations, and I, you know, most of them actually by now, but certainly places like CNN – they're sitting there checking social media all day to like, hey, what's a visual sensation that can make yep. news today? And I'm just thinking, if we're letting social media mobs make decisions as to what is news today, we have really gone way off off path. And the other thing, we're talking to uh, Jeff McCall. He's a, uh, a uh, media studies professor at DePaul University, writes a media column at The Hill. Uh, I was thinking about this today. You know, I, I went to college and majored in telecommunications and took writing courses, and and I've done it for a million years. And it used to be that you had to have some kind of a credential to get a job, usually, in the media. And you were trained, uh, and you had to have some kind of access to a camera in order for your mug to be seen and your opinions to be heard. And mm-hmm. so it took a certain amount of uh, some qualification before you were, you had the capability of, of disseminating your your opinions, 
and it's good. I mean, in many ways, it's good that that uh, that it's it's all uh, a free market now, and everybody has the access to it. But it's changed everything, and uh, it's just completely different. And you have people now who can say ridiculous things and have millions of people hear it. Yeah, the, the news the news agenda is no longer set by you know some well informed. Uh, well-read intellectuals sitting in a in a CBS newsroom in New York City. The right. news agenda is now being set by the people who are the most radical, uh, the people who can generate the most social media traffic, or the people who are the most shrill. And the news media, I'm afraid, has kind of collapsed into allowing that to happen. And I guess I would just say, you know, you look back to you know to, to the to the late 60s. Now, I mean, certainly there was a lot of chaos going on at that time. But I still felt better thinking that Frank Reynolds was sitting at the ABC anchor desk as, a, as an educated, responsible person saying, I'm going to try to make some responsible news judgments here on what mm-hmm. the nation needs to hear, rather than to go cho- check social media or find some radical person who's going to show up with the most extreme point of view. And by the way, we see that a lot in terms of like the, uh, the uh, evening primetime shows on MSNBC and uh, CNN and sometimes even Fox that they're, they're not going out to find people who are going to lead a balanced discussion on any particular issue. No. They're going out to find the most extreme voices they can find to come in there and pander to what they think the audience wants to hear. And I think one of the really sad things about the last year has been how much time Adam Schiff has been on oh. television um, making all kinds of accusations on all kinds of things and, and, and now he's a sitting congressman. I'm not saying he doesn't have a right to speak, but I am saying that of all the Democratic members of the House of Representatives in, in Washington, D.C., there are probably a lot of other people who have things they want to say, too. And I'm not sure he should be on TV as often as he is. And I would say to CNN, go find somebody else who's got a point yeah, of how view. about a new face? Or, yeah, yeah somebody, somebody not Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. Well, I, I got a couple minutes left here. Uh, Tucker Carlson has set cable news ratings records in the last uh, month or so. Um, Biggest audience ever for cable news. What's his secret, uh, Jeff? Well, that's interesting. You know, I would say this. Uh, I think he has been trying to speak to the average viewer out there who shares the same kinds of frustrations he feels. And I think, you know, it's important that he's not just labeling himself as a, a Trump supporter or a conservative mm-hmm. or a Republican or anything like that. I think he's trying to identify himself as somebody who's looking at fundamental values. And that would include, you know, the support for the American Constitution. I think that would uh, constitute things like law and order, uh, traditional, you know, domestic values and those kinds of things. And I think that is resonating with a certain amount of the audience out there that is willing to say, thank heavens, there's somebody who's not politicizing everything uh, and who is willing to look for the structure of an organized civilization like America has tried to be for over 200 years. And clearly he's not playing partisan games all the time. I mean, you know where he's coming from, but I wouldn't say that he's like a traditional Republican. No, he, he trashes the Republicans. He, he criticizes uh, Republicans yeah. a lot, but I think he is saying we want traditional values, we want structure, we want law and order, and I think that that's resonating. And I guess I would say that it'll be interesting to see if there's enough of that kind of groundswell, primarily through the heartland, and I'm talking about any place from the East Coast to the West Coast, that can... Uh, be translated into the election in November to influence whatever, however the election might turn out. I'm out of time. I got 30 seconds, uh, real quick, and it's a hard break. Is Joe Biden getting a pass from the media? Well, so far he is, yes. Uh, and you know, Trump has tried to make a point that you know Biden makes a lot of gaps in the statements, which I think is generally true. But as I like to think, if you watch CNN, you wouldn't even know that necessarily because they're not going to show the highlight reels no. of gaps like you might see on That's Fox right. News or on the Internet. Hey, uh, so, Jeff, so always good. We'll have you on again. Life. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Great. Nice to talk to you. Good. We'll be back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump and Attorney General William Barr have announced Operation Legend, which will dispatch federal agents into several American cities, including Chicago, 
to help combat rising crime. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar says the U.S. has signed a contract with Pfizer for delivery in December of the first 100 million doses of a COVID-19 vaccine that the pharmaceutical company is working now to develop. Americans stepped up their home purchases in June by a robust 20.7%, according to the National Association of Realtors. Despite that sharp gain, purchases still down 11.3% from a year ago. Stocks closed with solid gains on Wall Street, but only after a choppy day of trading. The Dow gained 165 points, the Nasdaq up 25, and the S&P picked up 18. This is SRN News. This is the Entertainment Answer. Looking for that perfect streaming outlet for your family? Well, the easy answer is there's not one. Hulu, Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus, all of these have lots to offer, and the key is finding what best fits your family's needs. Disney has Marvel, Star Wars, and all those great animated classics, while Netflix has some of the best original content out there. You can't beat Hulu for variety from the world of television and films. With a little digging, you can find the one that is right for you and your family. For this Entertainment Answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. Jay Sekulow leads the fight protecting this president. The decisions issued today, the Supreme Court has temporarily blocked both Congress and New York prosecutors from obtaining the president's financial records. Here's what it means. Number one, no documents are being delivered either to Congress or to the district attorney. But what the court did leave open, and we are going to do this, is we will go to federal court and we will go back through this process again. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250. The Answer. The Answer Pittsburgh celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at TheAnswerPGH.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group's Salem Surround and this station. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Find a school that's right for you at TheAnswerPGH.com slash tuitions. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking solid on the Parkway East, outbound Bait Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. About a seven minute or so delayed. Inbound, also a little busy as you approach the Fort Pitt Tunnel. So far, so good on the Parkway West. Slow down outbound Liberty Bridge. That's about a three minute delay. Wagner Avenue and Baldwin shut down with a water main break between Mountain Avenue and Becks Run Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Partly to mostly cloudy, humid tonight with a shower or thunderstorm around low 70. Humid tomorrow with clouds and sun. Watch for a shower or thunderstorm in the afternoon. High 80. Thursday night, an evening thunderstorm. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, a low 68. And a shower to start Friday. Otherwise, partly sunny. 
with a high 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, yesterday the NBA was proud to unveil its uh, painting of the words Black Lives Matter on the basketball court down there in Orlando where their bubble season will be played, if it ever is. Uh, the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NHL, they're all doing their best to show how woke they are, saying all lives matter can get you called a racist these days. But there's some damning evidence that the NBA especially may not care about all lives. The league and its stars are making billions of dollars from slave labor in China. Gordon Chang is a columnist and the author of The Coming Collapse of China. He joins us now. You can also follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. Gordon, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, well, I appreciate it, John. So thank you. Yeah, so the the polite term for this is uh, forced labor. But how does what's happening in China actually meet the definition of uh, slavery? Well, it certainly is slave labor. What we have is more than 80,000 Uyghurs, Kazakhs, Kyrgyz, and other Muslim minorities are being transported around China in dedicated trains, and they are being forced to work in conditions that look like slavery. So, for instance, let's take a company that basketball players will be familiar with. It's called Nike. Nike Mm -hmm. has had a relationship with a supplier for more than three decades, and that supplier maintains a factory with high walls, barbed wire, watchtowers, where the workers, um, despite what Nike says, the workers um, are not free to leave. Um, they had no choice about going there. And this is very, very close to slavery. So especially because the Chinese government runs this, they run the lives of the Uyghur women who are there. So this is slavery. And Nike takes advantage of it because at this factory, it makes about 8 million pairs of shoes for that company each year. Yeah, and, and who are the you? Uh, it's the Uyghur, Uyghurs. Is that how it's pronounced? Right. Uyghurs are uh, Turkic Muslims. Um, they are racially different from the Han Chinese, the dominant ethnic group in China. So this is not just slavery. This is also slavery of a racial minority. The Uyghurs have a different religion, of course. They have different customs, different languages, um, and a different racial stock. So... Um, This is colonization of their homeland by China, and they have now been turned into slaves. This is institutionalized by the Chinese government and Communist Party. Now, are are they actually being bought and sold uh, and and transported to labor camps? Um, They're not bought and sold, but they are totally controlled by China. So there's um, there's no market for them. It is only one owner, and that is the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. And uh, companies know about this. The Australian Strategic Policy Institute, which is a nonpartisan think tank, in March wrote a report that mentioned that uh, Nike, Apple, and about 81 other brands, um, many of them global, um, take advantage of China's offering of slave labor. But Nike is in particular uh, a flagrant violator of this. Um, Nike's the one that's going to get the most attention because uh, as, when it comes to sports, obviously, um, and they are, uh, this, since this has come out in the last, uh, I mean, this has been around for a while, but it's been coming out a lot lately with all the, the wokeness coming from the NBA. Um, they, they are now uh, doing a really good job of denying that this is happening. And is there any reason why we should believe, first of all, China, but Nike? Uh, no. Nike actually came out with a statement, which is um, on their website, undated, um, which says that they do not uh, tolerate forced labor, slavery, indentured labor. But the Washington Post uh, issued two stories, um, and their reporting contradicts uh, what uh, Nike has said about this particular factory. So it's clear that Nike knew about this or should have known about this, but nonetheless maintained this relationship, which was slave labor. And so when we have uh, lectures from uh, Nike about racism in the United States, I don't think that we really should be listening to that company, which is engaging in these abhorrent, horrific practices. 
Well, there are laws to prevent products being made with uh, forced labor from being sold in the United States. So how do Nike and uh, these other companies get away with that? Well, these laws have not been enforced. Um, up until about 2016, there was the consumptive demand exception to um, Section 307 of the Tariff Act of 1930. Section 307 is the provision you referred to. It prohibits the importation into the United States of goods made with slave and forced labor, um, and it permits seizures by customs. Now, um, fortunately, uh, President Obama in 2016 signed a bill which eliminated this exception, um, consumptive demand exception. But nonetheless, um, that has not been enforced with regard to Nike, because Nike is able to bring in shoes from that particular factory, um, which is in the eastern part of China. And um, this is 100% sanctioned by, uh, slavery, government-sanctioned? Absolutely. The, the Chinese government and Communist Party uh, run this. They're the ones who take the Uyghurs, put them onto these trains, and enforce um, their labor. Um, so clearly this is institutionalized slavery. So if I'm, if I'm uh, where am I when the, when the Chinese government comes to get me, if I'm a Uyghur? Uh, where am I, and what are they? Uh, they just drag me to a train, and and then and transport me off to the factory of their choice. Yes, that's exactly what happens. That, that, that sounds Uyghurs, a lot like slavery. Excuse me. That sounds a lot like slavery. Yeah, it, it sounds a lot like slavery because it is slavery, John. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Uyghurs live in in what China calls the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, which is not autonomous. Um, the, the Uyghurs call their homeland East Turkestan because they believe that they should be um, had their own nation, which they actually did before China conquered it in 1950. Um, mm -hmm. But Uyghurs who are there, you know, the lucky ones are the ones who are actually forced into slavery because other ones are put into detention camps, which the Chinese call re-education centers, but which meet the definition of concentration camps. And we know that people die there in not inconsiderable numbers. So what China is doing is essentially as bad, or maybe even worse, than the Third Reich before the mass exterminations. Now, that's a, that's a big statement you just made there. Worse than the Third Reich is happening there. Before the, before the mass exterminations. Yeah, yeah, What yeah. China is doing is it, it, it's essentially the same thing, taking people, um, putting them into concentration camps. Um, also, the Uyghurs and other Muslim minorities are subject to genocidal policies. This is, meets the definition of genocide. Forced birth control, forced sterilization, forced abortions. This is genocide. And, if, uh, and I, I think I read a description of where these, it's not like they're putting them up in, um, in dormitories or even barracks. Uh, they're living in places that are surrounded by barbed wire with armed guards, correct? That's right. So That's you right. don't just get to leave, which again is a definition of slavery. Yeah. We, we do believe that some of the Uyghur women are allowed outside of the factory compound to shop, but they can't leave their terms of employment. So, um, nonetheless, uh, they are kept under guard. And that is very suggestive of some of the worst practices. Nike should know about this. There are pictures of this factory. You can see them. Um, but Nike takes the word of the factory that they uh, women are not forced, where the Washington Post Two times, once in February, once in March, as I mentioned, um, showed that Nike's contentions were false. Well, we're talking to Gordon uh, uh, Chang. He's the uh, author of The Coming Collapse of China. He's also at Twitter on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. You also uh, write columns. Where, where can people find your columns, uh, Gordon? I archive my columns for free at, at uh, gordonchang.com. I write for a number of outlets, including the National Interest, Newsweek, uh, Gatestone, and other Daily Beast, and other places. Okay, uh, and um, so I, I, what's what the, we know what's in this for the American companies like Nike? They get cheap labor; they can make lots of profit on by selling their products. What's in it for the Chinese government? How how are they benefiting from this? Well, certain. Uh, first of all, they. Um, they're getting control over the population, which yeah. is really what they want, the most important mm -hmm. thing. And, of course, they're having um, foreign firms um, pick up the cost for um, detention of the Uyghur population. 
So this is a win-win as far as the Communist Party is concerned. It's a lose-lose for the Uyghurs and for humanity. Yeah. And, and what is the Trump administration doing to stop it or trying to stop it? The, the Trump administration has done a number of things recently. Um, it has, for instance, uh, imposed uh, visa restrictions and global Manitsky sanctions on Chinese officials who have been responsible for um, what we've just been talking about. And for the first time ever, the United States has sanctioned a member of the Communist Party's Politburo. Um, Secretary of State Pompeo has in recent days come out and talked about this in clear terms. He's not using those polite terms like forced labor. He's using the word slavery. Um, mm -hmm. Attorney General Bill Barr gave a blistering speech about American business in China. That was July 16th at the Gerald Ford Museum. There, um, I think, is uh, a clear attempt on the part of the administration to um, end decades of neglect of what was has been occurring. So what... From what you're telling us here, um, what the um, NBA and the commissioner um, said, I guess it was last year, when they were defending themselves about their relationship with China and they criticized, the, I think they, they more than criticized the general manager, I think, of the Houston Rockets for uh, supporting the people in Hong Kong. Um, how ashamed should Nike and the NBA, and I don't know why I'm just picking on NBA, I, I, I imagine that... The other sports leagues have uh, stuff made there that uh, that they're selling too for Nike equipment. Um, how ashamed should they be of this? I mean, would would the only thing for Nike or and the and or the NBA to do here to make it right would be to just get the hell out of China altogether? Yes, I mean we should not have business relations with a country that is committing crimes against humanity. It's as simple as that. I mean, the NBA last October with the Daryl Morey controversy, which you referred to, um, yeah. the NBA issued statements in English, but especially the statement in Chinese, which were craven. And um, any business relationship with um, that regime is horrific. And I think that history will judge the NBA as it is judged to a certain extent IBM. IBM had robust business relationships in the late 1930s with the Third Reich. Um, I think that we are going to see history judge the NBA um, uh, maybe even more harshly for what it is doing right now. But this is... Um, and is it, is it going to take government, uh, and meaning like the Trump administration, uh, which who knows how much time the Trump administration has left, but uh, it's going to take American government force to make this happen, or is it going to have to... Is Nike and uh, or are they all all the companies? And it's not just sports uh, apparel; lots of apparel companies are are they going to have to be totally shamed into getting out of out of China? Well, there's two things that are going to happen. One of them is um, the Trump administration must, um, I believe, use its emergency powers to end these practices, which it can. The president has the power under the International Emergency Economic Powers Act of 1977, plus other pieces of legislation to force the end of these business relationships, which are horrific. But more important in long term, at least, is the, just the outrage of the American public. So thank you very much for airing this, because this is, first of all, a question of the American public needing to know what's going on and then taking action. Yeah, and and so for, for people to know how serious it is, I mean, we hear a lot about sweatshops in different parts of the world where, where people are working for, even in South America, where, where people are working in Central America, you know, working for a dollar or two a day. Um, but this is much worse than that, and people shouldn't, should, should understand the difference, shouldn't they? Absolutely. Um, this is just slavery by itself is evil. I mean, whether the conditions are good or not, and the conditions are not good, um, this is just plain evil, and American companies, companies around the world, should have no contact with China, and have no contact with these conditions. Um, unfortunately, Beijing is, is just uh, is, is doing things which, I said, are reminiscent of the 1930s, and the world has got to show its revulsion by cutting its relations with China. And, you know, Nike uh, shoes are not cheap. They must, uh, and, and if they no longer have them made in China, the prices are either going to have to go way up uh, and be outpriced, or they're going to have to make less profit. That, that seems to me to be kind of a disincentive to do this, to well, get yes, out. Yes, it is. 
their, their margins are enormous. But if Nike is really means what it says about um, the victims of racism, it should be making its shoes in the United States so that people can actually benefit from the Nike brand and actually have better lives. Yeah, well, Gordon, they're putting Black Lives Matter on the on the basketball court. What do you want out of them? I mean, that should be enough. That shows that they care. It's it's unbelievable that and are the media doing enough, uh, well, especially the sports media? We, we're starting to see more and more, and part of it is because that drone footage from August 2018 is yeah. now making the rounds. And although it's been available for some time, it just did not hit the public consciousness until last week. This shows Uyghur and other Muslim men who are shaven in jumpsuits with their hands bound behind their back and blindfolded being led off of cattle cars. And this, and we believe, though we're not sure, that this is Chinese government drone footage which was leaked. But in any event, we do know that the footage is real. Um, and we know it comes from Xinjiang, East Turkestan, and we know it shows um, practices that the world abhors. Hey, Gordon, I'm, I'm completely out of time. It's great having you on. I'm glad we had somebody, an expert, to talk about this, and people need to pay more attention to it. Uh, Gordon Chang and uh, at, uh, at Gordon G. Chang uh, on Twitter and uh, GordonChang.com? Yes. Is that, is that it? That is. That is it. And thank you so oh. much, John. Hey, thank you. Hope to have you on again. Thank you very much. That's Gordon Chang, and we'll be right back. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrospittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. windowsoruspittsburgh.com. We're Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. No one we grew up with could have dreamed of what we have been able to accomplish. Our mother was born in poverty to share profits. She was living the American nightmare. So for us, the American dream meant not only the freedom to find love and follow our faith. Freedom meant not letting anyone else define who we are what we can do, or who we should vote for. In Uprising, we talk about the world we grew up in and what led us to rebel against that world. And how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers and how you can reach others too. You've seen us and you've heard us. Now read all about us in Uprising. Uprising by Diamond and Silk, coming August 18th. Pre-order at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Issues of human suffering and societal injustice play incessantly on every outlet around us. Yet it seems like everywhere you turn, there are more unanswered questions and few honest explanations about why so many of our liberties are under attack. How do we regain order and a sense of normalcy? Find clear answers to the most important questions we face as a nation when you stream Morality in the 21st Century on Salem Now. This on-demand video discussion with syndicated media host Dennis Prager and distinguished theologian Dr. Wayne Grudem gives you a well-defined understanding about the enemies within our institutions and a vibrant roadmap to protect our God-given liberties. In Morality in the 21st Century, Dennis Prager and Wayne Grudem confront the toughest social issues of today by digging deep into religious and political history and through never-before-told personal stories provide a clear direction for a visionary future. Visit SalemNow.com to stream Morality in the 21st Century and type in the code Pittsburgh for a 20% discount. That's SalemNow.com. Hiring can be difficult. 
But if you're a company that's currently trying to hire, you face new difficulties. Housing Wire could relate. They needed to hire a reporter to cover the U.S. housing markets, so they turned to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's smart matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And that's how Housing Wire found Alexandra Roja. Alexandra never imagined she could get a reporter job in the midst of COVID-19 until she created a profile on ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter matched Alexandra to HousingWire's reporter job because she was a great fit for the role. HousingWire received her application only four hours after they posted the job. And a few weeks later, Alexandra started her dream career. ZipRecruiter helped HousingWire find the right person for their role fast. See how ZipRecruiter can help you hire. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Some breaking news for you. The Toronto Blue Jays will not be playing at uh, PNC Park. Uh, the state uh, health department said no because people might die. So that's not going to happen. And then I have this. San Francisco Giants hire Kaepernick as head kneeling coach. After a rocky kneeling performance during their exhibition game today, the San Francisco Giants hired NFL free agent Colin Kaepernick as the franchise's head kneeling coach. He'll teach players proper kneeling techniques and the best ways to protest America during the national anthem. Kaepernick brings a lot of experience in kneeling during the anthem to the game, and he'll be able to show all players the proper technique to protest America, said manager Gabe Kapler. He'll make a fine addition to this franchise. And then here's some of the things that Kaepernick will be dealing with. Preventing injury while kneeling. How to make sure you're kneeling when the camera is on you. How to leverage your brave protest into multi-million dollar endorsement deals. And uh, how to look solemn and serious even though you're kind of a clown. Obviously, that's not real breaking news. It's from one of my favorite places, the Babylon Bee. I wish it were true, but it's not. Anyway, no Blue Jays coming to town. That's a tough one. Talk to you tomorrow. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.